Have you ever considered that in the moments of your day, God is orchestrating opportunities for you to influence others for His kingdom? In this episode, Carla shows us how to view each moment of our lives as an invitation to fulfill God's purpose of making disciples. When Jesus commissions us in Matthew 28, 19, He tells us to go and make disciples. He's giving us a command to go or to move forward with intentionality. Our schedules and calendars, they prove that we know what it looks like to go. We go to work, to school, church, the gym, out to eat. At times, our lives seem like a continual thread of activities, commitments, and appointments, most of which hold limited or finite time slots on our calendar. We're often tempted to focus on the activity, task, or duties that belong with each allotted time frame. However, Jesus is eternal. To view our lives as He does is to see them from His eternal perspective. Making disciples is an eternal endeavor. To go and make disciples is to move about our daily lives with intentionality, the intentionality and purpose of influencing those we come in contact with for Jesus, for eternity. As we go from here to there or anywhere, we should anticipate opportunities to make disciples. It's as if we're continually on call, making ourselves available to be used of God to further His kingdom. The New Testament speaks of the Apostle Paul praying, preparing, and anticipating God opening doors of opportunity for discipling others. When we yield to God's will, as Paul did, we put ourselves in a ready position as we wait for God to open doors for such opportunities. Some people refer to these God-orchestrated opportunities as divine appointments. Paul understood that life is short and should be lived purposefully. In Ephesians 5.16, he tells us to make the most of every opportunity. In order to make the most of each God-orchestrated opportunity, we must, of course, first recognize the opportunity. It's important to recognize that each opportunity to make disciples will always involve people, not merely tasks. Why? Because God wants the lives of the men and women He created to glorify Him by being transformed into His image. We've become such a task-oriented society that some people base success on getting as much accomplished as possible in the least amount of time. Yet, if a believer becomes too task-oriented, they may fail to recognize opportunities to influence the people right in front of them. In the same way that people cross our path, so do opportunities to influence them for Jesus. Whenever we are spending time with people, we should have a heightened awareness that God may provide an open door to influence them with His love and truth. Opportunities to make disciples, they're similar to other opportunities in life. Some are planned and some are unplanned or spontaneous. Some are more formal in nature while others could be considered informal. I refer to opportunities to disciple a person one-on-one as formal, for example, because a commitment is made to meet regularly at a planned place and time. Formal discipleship opportunities are often easy to recognize because they typically come with an invitation. As you continue to prepare to make disciples, you should anticipate others inquiring of you to disciple them or someone they know. For example, a fellow Bible study class member may ask you to mentor them. A parent may inquire to see if you're available to disciple their child. Or a pastor may invite you to disciple a new believer. We'll talk much more about formal one-on-one discipleship later in this training to prepare you for these types of opportunities. But for now, I encourage you to continue to put into practice each discipleship skill as they're being presented in this training. Please keep in mind, God wants disciple-making to become who we are 
rather than merely what we do. That means that as we practice making disciples everywhere we go, we'll be prepared for both formal and informal opportunities. So where formal opportunities are often more structured, informal opportunities are unstructured. They aren't planned or orchestrated by human effort. These opportunities might involve the person standing next to you in line at the grocery store or sitting next to you at the dentist's office. They may involve a neighbor, co-worker, or friend of the family. The possibilities are infinite. You may be thinking, if these types of opportunities aren't scheduled or planned, how will I recognize them? As you increasingly yield the moments of your day to fulfill God's purpose rather than merely your own, God will place people in your path to influence for Him. As you increasingly practice abiding God's Word and His presence, God-designed opportunities will become increasingly recognizable. Consider this. John 5.17 tells us that God is always at work around us. And Romans 8.28 tells us that God has purpose in all things. Imagine, God is always at work around us, and He has purpose in all things. That means that every moment of our lives has the potential to be a teachable moment. Did you catch that? It's possible that throughout the moments of our days, the God of the universe has something to reveal about Himself, either to us or to others around us. Knowing that should motivate us to become increasingly aware of opportunities and intentional in pointing others to Jesus throughout each day. Some time ago, I had a neighbor who was not a Christ follower. I prayed for him and consistently asked the Lord to provide an opportunity to talk with this man about Jesus. Although we would regularly see each other, there was seldom an opportunity for conversation, especially one about Christ. Then one day, I was heading home from taking a walk in the neighborhood and saw my neighbor mowing his yard and began praying for him. As I approached my house, he mowed right up to the curb and turned his mower off as if he wanted to talk to me. He shared with me his concern about an upcoming medical test his wife was having. I told him that I would be praying for God to provide everything his wife needed. I briefly told him about my personal trust in Jesus, and then I asked him if he knew Jesus. He said he believed in God and quickly returned to his mowing. I had waited a long time for such an opportunity with my neighbor. The open door was brief, but purposeful. You may be wondering, how could I refer to that brief interchange as purposeful? After all, I didn't get the opportunity to share the full gospel with him, and that's true. But this example is a good reminder that the type of opportunity we are given is up to the Lord. God alone is the one who draws people to himself and transforms each heart. Recognizing a God-given opportunity and walking in obedience to the Lord in it is our responsibility, no matter how insignificant it may appear. The rest is up to God. There may be someone listening who would suggest that I should create an opportunity to share the gospel when I recognize that a person's lost. Or in the case of my neighbor, that I should have invited him and his wife over, perhaps for dinner, with plans to share the gospel. These are both practical options. Yet it's important to follow God's will concerning each situation, which includes being disciplined to wait for his perfect timing and approach. In other words, we want to make sure, in each instance, that we're following God's lead and operating under his authority. As we abide with the Lord, he promises to direct our paths. Proverbs 3, 5-6 through 6 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. 
God-orchestrated opportunities may present themselves in various ways. There may be times when you're given an opportunity to influence others through a group Bible study or be a part of a local evangelistic endeavor. There may be occasions when, apart from any other influence, you sense the Lord leading you, compelling you to reach out to someone on His behalf. As a Christ follower, we're to faithfully follow Christ's lead. As we acknowledge God while pursuing His will, He will reveal His best path for us. If we choose to do things God doesn't ask of us, then we risk operating in our own strength and may end up drawing attention to ourselves rather than to Jesus. Creating and pursuing our own opportunities may also cause us to miss opportunities that God has created for us. This makes me think of a time when the Lord placed on my heart the name of an extended family member. I don't see this person often and thought it strange their name would be so heavy on my mind. I began to pray for her while asking God if I was to do anything else. Nothing came to mind but her name. Then a few days later, the Lord began to compel me to reach out to her. It felt awkward since I seldom see her, let alone talk to her, but I pushed past the fear and awkwardness and made the call. I told her that I believed the Lord had placed her on my heart for the last few days, and you know, before I could say anything else, she began to cry. She explained that she and her husband had not yet shared with anyone else that just the day before they had experienced a miscarriage. And even though this relative is strong in her faith, they were shaken. And I was able to pray with her over the phone and encourage her with God's word. Had I decided to call her when God first placed her name on my mind, it would not have been following his lead or part of his perfect timing. Far more important than knowing that I cared for them, this precious family knew that this God-orchestrated moment showed his love and care for them. I find it encouraging that sometimes God will use unexpected, even small avenues that develop into greater opportunities for influence. God orchestrated such an opportunity just the other day. I received a group text from a friend asking for prayer concerning one of her children. As I prayed for this child, the Lord brought a specific scripture to mind and prompted me to share it in the group text. As I continued to pray for this child, I sensed a prompting by the Holy Spirit to share another Bible promise. A few days later, I received a call from a number I didn't recognize. It was a lady I had never met who was part of the group text. She was also experiencing some issues with her child and wondered if I could provide her with some Bible promises concerning her situation. I was so grateful for the opportunity. Please don't misunderstand. There are times, I'm sad to say, when I miss recognizing divine appointments. It would be valid to say it's because I'm human. But the greatest cause is when I'm simply focused on myself, my agenda, and meeting my needs. When I choose to consider what God might want to do with my day and focus on His will, I far more easily recognize Him working around me and opportunities for me to be a part of His work. So, regardless of the type of opportunities God provides, if we don't practice recognizing them, we will risk missing them. Sometimes an initial informal opportunity for discipleship may transition into a more formal one. People sometimes refer to these types of opportunities as organic discipleship because they often happen more naturally. Not long ago, a single gal was visiting our church and sat in front of me. I said hello and asked if she was visiting and she said yes and explained that she'd just taken a new job here. She continued to visit our church and with each passing week, we would have short conversations. I began to pray for her and for God to give me an opportunity to encourage her. 
One Sunday, our pastor asked us to get into groups of two or three to pray together. In following God's lead, I asked her if she wanted to pray with me. After praying together for a few moments, I told her that it had been a joy for me to pray with her and how encouraged I was by her heartfelt prayer. The next Sunday, while I was sitting waiting for the service to begin, she came right up to me and asked if she could ask me some questions about a few things in her life. After I said yes, she told me about her situation and I pointed her to God's perspective using scripture. Each week, for several weeks, she had new questions. These conversations eventually transitioned into a more formal commitment for us to meet regularly each week outside of church for discipleship. It was exciting to see her growth and development in her spiritual maturity. I'm continually amazed that Almighty God wants to include you and me in His kingdom's work. Please don't underestimate what God might do with what appears to be an insignificant encounter you may have with someone. We never know what greater spiritual opportunity God may orchestrate from our initial involvement in an impromptu conversation or a simple meal or an unexpected brief encounter with others. As we continue to learn to recognize opportunities to influence people for Jesus, let's also talk about some ways to identify our personal role and responsibility in them. I mean, after all, even though you may have a heart for discipleship and a desire to invest truth in the lives of others, thinking about all the needs people have can be overwhelming. Since you can never be in two places at one time, it's important to gain clear understanding of the specific work God has appointed you to do. Since it's Christ's kingdom that we serve, the Lord prepares both the work and the heart of each worker to reflect his character and truth. This is the very heart of discipleship. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God has designated work for each of us to do. That means that rather than trying to create opportunities, God wants us to recognize His work and join Him in it. In order to recognize the works God has prepared for us, we should ask Him to enable us to distinguish the work He is calling us to do from that which He is not calling or compelling us to do. Then fully trust in Him by following His lead. We can see Paul demonstrating this way of life in Acts chapter 16. Listen to how open and sensitive Paul was to the leading of the Holy Spirit in Acts 16, 6-10. It says this, Paul and his companions traveled through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, Come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Paul is an excellent example of a life fully dependent on the leading and guidance of the Holy Spirit. He didn't question the Lord or share his opinion concerning who might benefit most from his ministry, nor did he ask for the easiest way. Instead, he willingly embraced God's plan. As you encounter people throughout each day, ask God to show you His will in each situation. Be open and sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit, trusting Him to give you wisdom and direction. Just as He did for Paul, God will reveal to you what He is calling you to do and what He is releasing you from. 
People or duties you are released from are those that God is not leading you to minister to or invest in. Other people in your life may not always understand or agree with the choices you make, but as you rely on God's direction, He will provide you with unmistakable confidence and peace in His leading. You can then use that evidence of your faith to point others to Jesus in defense of your choices. Galatians 5.25 says this, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. It's very freeing to walk daily with the Lord and keep in step with His will rather than striving to please yourself or others. This will take practice and discipline, but it will be well, well worth it. For example, Rather than responding to a request based on what friends may want you to do or a mere opening in your schedule, ask the Lord to show you His will concerning how you spend your time. Instead of automatically making decisions, practice asking Him for direction. Not long ago, a friend shared with me a story that relays this point well. My friend was attending a discipleship conference. She knew several people who were attending but had no plans on meeting them there. When she entered the auditorium, she asked the Lord to show her where He wanted her to sit and the Holy Spirit nudged her to sit next to an older couple she hadn't met. She said hello and then sat down. And a few minutes later, the elderly man asked if this was my friend's first day to attend the conference. She said it was, and then the man began to convey his great disappointment in the lack of younger people attending the conference. My friend said that she relied on the Holy Spirit to give her his words in that moment. And she then suggested to the man that perhaps it was challenging for young adults to take off work or find childcare. She then asked if he had younger people who attended his church. He said he did, but none of them were attending the conference. My friend then asked the man if he would pray about taking what he was learning at the conference back to his congregation and teach the younger people himself. The man said to my friend, that's discipleship. His wife, who'd been listening to their conversation, chimed in and said, We had just been praying for God to show us purpose in this conference. We thought the purpose was for younger people to be trained in discipleship, but we never considered that God might use us to teach them. In this moment, she said, I believe the Lord is giving me excitement and peace about doing just that. And the husband agreed. After my friend told me that story, she said this, That God-orchestrated appointment will stay with me for a long time. What about you? What about you? Are you willing and open to allow God to orchestrate your day to best meet His kingdom's needs? Maybe He will direct you to someone who needs to receive a word of encouragement or gain a better understanding of God's love and truth. Imagine the potential difference it would make if we viewed the moments of our lives as an invitation to fulfill God's purpose of making disciples. God's orchestrated opportunities may not always be convenient or produce the results we may expect or desire, but they are always purposeful. So rather than assume what God might want you to accomplish in any given moment, practice relying on His Spirit's prompting and provision to achieve His will. Did I mention that making disciples is counterintuitive to our human nature? Our human nature wants to have control over where we go, what we do, and when we do it. A true disciple maker recognizes that their time is the Lord's, and they become a better steward of God's time as they commit it to His use. As you yield the moments of your day to Christ Jesus, He will use you to influence people for His kingdom. Thanks for joining us for this episode. We're grateful for your intentionality in learning to make disciples. 
In order to be used of God in His kingdom's work, we must first learn to recognize opportunities to do so. I encourage you, as Carla just did, to practice relying more on the Lord to reveal His will to you in the moments throughout your day. As you continue to grow in your abiding relationship with Jesus, He will enable you to recognize divine appointments. You won't want to miss our next episode, Being Relational. It will train you to be prepared to respond when moments of opportunity arise.